Hi, and welcome to the Austin Real Estate Investor Podcast. I'm Ward Wilsey, and right next to me is my wife, Katie, a licensed Texas real estate agent. Austin, Texas is one of the hottest real estate markets in the country, and not just for home buyers. Real estate investors from all across the country are finding great investment properties, too. We're avid real estate investors, and we're here to talk to you about our portfolio and the ups and downs of investing in Austin real estate. We'll also talk about how you can take advantage of the Austin market and develop your own passive income real estate portfolio, no matter where you live. So sit back and relax, take some notes, because here comes another episode of the the Austin Austin Real Estate Estate Investor Investor Podcast. Podcast. That was super lame. All right, welcome to the Austin Real Estate Investor Podcast. Katie, how are you doing? I'm good. It's uh, Christmas Day, and we are sitting on our patio right now. You might hear some panting in the background, occasional barking because we're throwing the ball for the dog. We're in Austin, and the temperature is like a balmy 60 degrees. Is that crazy? Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a t-shirt and a vest. And I have a blanket on me, but I'm not cold. Like it, I mean, it's it's evening and we've had lovely weather here this this is like i'm gonna i'm afraid someone's gonna start charging me the what do they call it in california the The sun tax sun tax yeah we've had a really nice that's what everyone says whenever i say i left california they're like how could you leave the weather and it's like like i'm sure the weather's great in in cuba too but i mean people seem to be leaving there as well yeah. Well, <laughs> right? I don't know, that's oh, the greatest comparison. Probably, probably not. And actually, anyway. actually, I think the weather's terrible in Cuba, but it's all. San Diego has Cuba. great weather, but I will yeah. say, like, honestly, but there's like, plenty of places that have great weather. We've lived here in Austin now for two and a half. We're in our third year, and um, the weather's fine. Like, it's hot in the summer. You're not really standing. Like, I mean, I feel bad for my boys that play football in this heat. Yeah, but we're not. They playing, don't seem to complain. So. Uh, they just want to play, so it, it's fine. Uh, we are fairly temperament from November to just past Easter, like in right. the, deep into May, maybe. Right, like we're our weather is sixties to eighties. Yeah, and the and even maybe the winter, we get a little colder. The winter, the winter is like because we were just in San Diego. The winter is almost exactly like San Diego. Maybe it's a little colder sometimes. I think our extremes, extremes, because like, it, it's it like be- kind of this like you might need all four seasons in one day. Yeah, right. Like it might start out at thirty one. And then get to 70, and then by 4 o'clock, it's 89, and then it drops right back down. It'll oh, it'll get, wild. and I could be wrong, but I feel like it never goes below 30. So it does get below freezing. Oh, it does. does snow. You think it, it gets in the 20s? Not often. No, that's Very our regular rarely. temperature. Our regular temperatures are early mornings, 30s, 40s, and... 60. So, anyways, we've, I mean, how boring is this conversation for anybody else? We digress. We, right. We might obsess on weather a little bit. So, just be careful of that. Anyhow. Yes. All right. So, let's so talk. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's talk about, let's talk about our, our portfolio first. So, we're still trying to rent the one place, but it seems like we're getting a lot more activity. Yeah, so, this it's is like daily Lang, our property Langley out and Kyle. asking us questions. And we're going to, our questions are like, I mean, this is kind of an interesting thing. We don't have closet doors on two of the the bedrooms, which we are now. We've already 
given him the green light to put him on. So let's take a step back in case this is someone's first time listening to this. This is a $200,000 house in Kyle, Texas on, on Langley. And I, so I, like I, I've been in the house once. So this is, is one I've been in. And I thought it was, I thought it was a cute house, like real cool. But I, I guess I didn't notice that, yeah, in the bedroom, there's no, there's no closet door in the bedroom. So you would... And I noticed it, but I was thinking, like, gosh, like, a renter, like, they don't really care, right? Like, so I was thinking you'd put a shower rod up and hang a curtain. That's what we would have done when we were, like, in our Right. Towns. Like, I just never bothered a landlord with stuff like that. That's the type of renters we are, uh, or were. It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't have occurred to me, and we would have just kind of... I guess I never it. even knew that I had the buy the power to ask. So that it. goes to because this was our both reaction was like, should we? First of all, we want to know what it costs, and it, it turns out what it was it ended up being. Like, I, it, it it'll four hundred. Yeah, four hundred for both total installation and everything. Like, but, it's not a big price. But, but our question, and this person kind of went away, but we're still having the question: is okay, like, should we put these closets up just so we don't have to deal with it? kind of in the future because you figure those closets like the ones we're looking at it would last like you know 10 plus years and never have to deal with this again and and that's the only reason why honestly that's the only reason why i'm willing to put them in it's like let's just knock it's like whack-a-mole like let's knock that mole down that question's never going to come but that's like yeah and that's but that's a bigger question is like having the closets because everything we do in a rental is kind of like okay, is this going to make it more attractive to renters and keep them in longer? Right, and, like, I would prefer a closet door, so I'm willing to work over that expense. Now, if someone says to me that they want a convection oven versus a regular oven, like, sorry, that's not going to happen. Right. But so in this case, I was fine with it, and I think we, we just kind of agreed that, like, let's just do it, like... It's an okay. So, for instance, like this one, this one also is the fences. Is sorry, the dog was distracting me. Okay, I was about to tell you that this one does not have a washer dryer. When we walked into it, I said was under the assumption that we were going to need to put a washer and dryer in, but we we didn't. And I think well, you, to the advice of our property manager, he said that you know fifty percent of his rent with fifty do. percent don't. So yeah. let's go ahead and roll the dice. So far, actually, of all of the people who have expressed interest, not one of them has asked for washer dryer. Which is so. which is weird to me, but I guess we we used to take when we rented, like back when we were first married. We went to I think, though. Well, when we were first married, but I think we had our own washer and dryer when we were first married when we were still renting. Yeah, yeah, we did. We well, did. see, I mean, I will say this one's a little tricky. It has a a cover. It has like a shelf. So you need a front loader, so that makes for more... And that, that is the only reason. I would have put a washer-dryer in I'll there you, right away. But yeah. because it needed a front loader, it makes that... It makes it a little more difficult. A top of Now, line. if we found, like, a smoking deal, like someone in the neighborhood was like, I'm getting rid of my washer-dryer, we'll, washer grab, dryer, it. we'll right. grab it. So we are keeping there. an eye out for that. But so, it's not necessarily necessary, I guess, is, yeah. is what we're saying. Is what we've been told. Yeah, now... So we'll right s- now we're airing... To the property manager's expertise, because ultimately he's renting like five or six of these units probably every month because he has so many. Well, he manages. He manages kids. so many. Yeah. Like he knows right that market area. in that area. Yeah. Like so, if he's saying like, "Hey, it doesn't really matter," then it probably doesn't really matter. 
Yeah, or fifty percent of the time it doesn't. We so we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. We are willing to put one in. We we have set aside money for that expense. So if it comes up, we'll put it in. If not, great. Uh, yeah, their property we got paid again. Yeah, they've been so that's going they've well. Been consistent, good. We are um, flirting with our first. Yeah, so let's talk about our first. VRBO, VRBO vacation short term rental would be the category. Where are we, where are we going? And this one is uh, so one of our passions is the mountains. Like we love hiking, we love you know lakes and skiing and snowboarding and all things high altitude. So um, the closest space spot destination to Texas is Riadoso, and I think I actually. Pronounce that wrong. I think it's. I think it's Rodoso. It sounds a little different from a local. Even Does it? from that, yeah. But I think Texans pronounce R- it Rodoso. Rodoso or something, yeah. So anyhow, I'm sure we're going to get calls of people telling us, like, this is how you pronounce it. Right now, I pronounce it. I have a hard time spelling it. Like, what in the world? We need to find out. What it just auto. Means. It just auto corrects. That's the only way you can get Rito, it. Like, yeah. It's definitely, we got to look up the meaning of that one. But anyhow, it, we've not been. So this is kind of crazy for us. Like, this is not our normal style. We, um, this would be sight unseen if we pulled the trigger. We are going to write a, kind of a fairly lowball offer on this property. I would say it's a lowball offer. Cause but I also think it's fair. It's a fair offer, totally. I think they're over asking because they've improved it. But they may have over-improved it for the market. They absolutely over-improved it for the market, which we will too, because that's just our style. Like, we're going to have a nice place. Cause we, well, but this is, this is important too, because it, over-improving is different, like, if you're going to flip a property yeah. versus if you're going to VRBO, because right. you, and, and we'll talk about your friend who kind of clued you into Park City yeah. in a minute, and but... You know, one of the things I've noticed is the people who seem to be successful in the VRBO, they're at the higher end of like what the offerings are. It yeah. seems like, and I think the seller, my understanding. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to find out a little bit more. Not that we ever will, but he initially was going to. He purchased two units. Was going to. He he fancied them all up. It was going to become a VRBOer and then didn't. So did he? There, it shows there's no rental history on this. So I don't think he ever even tried it. That's interesting, right? Like yeah. why go through all of this and then not, not, even, not yeah. even try it? So that some things you never will so, find let, out in real estate. Let's but. talk about our perspective because we are looking to make money, but we would also be using this a bit at least. Yeah. But I, I two or three times a year we would try to get there. Yeah, so I I could see us getting out there. You know, ten to you have to go. I, my understanding, tax wise, is you have to go under fourteen days to get it a to get it a uh, have it be considered an investment property. Still, I'd have to look at that. I don't know. Or but, any second home. Uh, what constitutes yeah. a second home? Do you have any idea? No, I'd have to look that up, and and I probably should. But this would be. For us, I mean, I could see us using it more in the future, but just right now where our lives are at, because it's a nine-hour drive, and and even if we flew, you'd be flying into Roswell, New Mexico, and driving an and then driving an hour. So, I mean, that's that's a five-hour hassle. So we're not getting out there more than, say, you know, 10 to 14 days anyway. So whatever that law is, we'll be able to stay under. 
And so, uh, real quick, I, I decided to quickly look this up. So, for tax purposes, uh, property be considered a second home under the conditions that you live in it for at least 14 days each year. You live in it for 10% of the days you rent it. No, but we're doing the exact opposite where we're trying to keep it as an investment property so we can write it off for tax purposes. So, I'd have to look that up. And I will look that up and I will have the answer next 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 session. Um, it's also your intention. Right. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyhow, this this area is, I would say, you're not looking for appreciation. But that's true. With, well, that's not true with all mountain resorts. No, absolutely not. But this one, it is. This one is and slow. When we were in, and when, like Big Bear in, in California. California yeah. Slow going. So, this one, when I, I looked at the 10-year history on some of these properties that I could find it on. And it hasn't. It's barely budged th- or gone down or up. Like. But I think. But I think if you're if you're going into a place and expecting appreciation in a mountain town, you're kind of crazy because you're you're just gonna get luckier. You're not like like if you bought twenty years in Jackson Hole, twenty years ago in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, like you made a lot of money. Yeah. Park City, you made a lot of money. Like who knows if this is? And I doubt it's ever gonna turn into something like that. But no, no, because no, they their average snowfall is thirty inches a year, so it's never going to be. It what it is is it's their their average temperature in the summer is eighty degrees. Texas average temperature in the summer is what one hundred and four. Right. I'm guessing right it's, now. Don't quote me, but it's hot. One hundred and one maybe. So this is a getaway for it's New the Mexico clo- and Texans. Texans especially. It's the closest ski resort to, to certainly Austin, and San cool Antonio. And cool weather in summers, right? Like, you can yeah. go fishing so, in the summer. I don't think it's the greatest fishing. I think it's fine. I think there's some bird hunting on the parameter, like on the outside Well, we'll, we'll go into this okay. because, I'm, because I'm definitely going to take advantage of the bird hunting. Okay. So. The the wild so I, I like hunting quail and the the wild quail hunting in Texas is not is not it, it's actually really great but it's it's a long way away from us and it's expensive in New Mexico they have a lot of what's called BLM land Bureau of Land yeah. Management yeah. and you can just go out you can go out for free and that's right around like Roswell down to Artesia so Roswell is on the way in and Artesia is about once you get to Roswell, it's an hour, an hour and a half south of there. So that whole area is some of the best uh, blue quail hunting in the country. And so we'll be using it for, for that as well. Uh, but mainly skiing, hiking, you know, fishing, you know, going swimming, stuff like that in the summer. Uh, so I think it'll be great from our perspective. Like just, just kind of like we used to go to Big Bear. It's not three and a half hours from our house like Big Bear was, yeah. but... But we used to. It's, but we could stay there for an extended time, and we can yeah, work from up and there. Yeah, we can make it work. We'll, but we'll make the okay, so let's talk about VRBO because you asked one of your friends has a, a bunch of BR, VRBOs in Salt Lake. So I like. I am sorry, so in not Park Salt Lake, City, Park City, and Deer Valley. Mm-hmm. So what are your questions? <laughs> so why don't you talk about? Because you had a conversation with her. Because a lot of people told you, no, don't do the VRBO. You won't make any money. But we want to talk to someone who's actually, actually done no, it. No, no, no. I've never been told you won't make money. I've to- I was told, do not do something that you can't go check on. Like, so out of state can't work. <laughs> Where I already know for investment properties, it, it can. does. It Cause, can. Cause like long-term rentals. But I get work. that long-term rental... Like, I mean, okay, let's break it down. With a short-term rental, right. you have someone that comes for the weekend, 
And the reality is someone has to check it on Monday when they check out to make sure the place is nice. Right. Okay? So if you don't have a team on the ground, you have to be there. But there, but, but, okay? but, but you but can have a, t- a team on yeah, the ground. Yeah, there's a team. There's plenty of teams there on the ground are, in Rodeo. I mean, so. there's, I think they call them watchdogs. Um, there's all sorts of different names for them in different towns, but... Basically, it's yeah, it's your you know, property manager at a minimum or a maximum. Yeah, because <laughs> they charge about thirty to forty percent of your gross profit. Yeah, which that would start to make it not work as as That's well. Tough. I mean, unless that. you're just killing it, then it does. My perspective on that, and then, like, like, are they also soliciting? The lodging for you. Well, that's what I meant. Like my perspective on that is, if they're if they're generating a lot of the lodging for you through their website traffic and stuff like that, all day long. All day long. But that's not like almost a referral fee for getting new bookings. But that's not what's happening. I mean, we're putting it up on Airbnb and VRBO, and and you have to pay to put it up on VRBO. Yeah. So, like, why would we then pay someone thirty to forty percent? That that doesn't make sense. I know. Well, but we may. It's uh, we'll see. We're we're newbies at this, guys. So bear with us. We're going to learn, and hopefully, you'll learn from our mistakes. Yeah. If you, I mean, because I feel like with the investment property thing, in in. So what she recommended? I'm going to interrupt you right there. Sorry. She recommended that you find she. Okay. Back this up. We're actually going to bring her on. At, at some point. point, yeah, right. she's in her like heyday right now, so there's no way she can agree to that right now. But we'll bring her on and we'll let her speak for herself. But do you she, want to give her a pseudonym to protect her name? <laughs> yeah, she um, she managed this Deer Creek property from San Diego, and her words were: "Our mortgage was about thirty-eight thousand dollars a year, which is much higher than what we would be willing to take a risk on initially." Uh, and her income was close to eighty. Year one, you guys. Year one. So, but that's a big mortgage. Three thousand dollars a month is right. lofty. Like you, you're, yeah, you got to have some extra cash, but that's fine. So anyhow, she did. She managed it from San Diego, and her advice was: you go up on around Thanksgiving. If you're booking it for Thanksgiving, you go up before Thanksgiving, and you stock it with all the supplies. You clean it. You do like a get it ready. It's kind of like when you what, what supplies? What supplies? Supplies. So she has in her unit. She has an owner's closet and she has a supply closet. Okay. Supply closet is for the housekeeping company. Okay. Loaded with Windex, toilet paper, paper towels, and supplies for the house. Like she likes to leave coffee filters, she leaves napkins, and just make sure, like, if anything's missing forks, knives, things, wine glasses, anything, stuff right. goes missing, right? So she makes sure everything looks the way it is and has that ready. One little funny tip she gave me, and do with this you want, but. She said that on average rental, she leaves two to three rolls of toilet paper per bathroom. If she leaves more, they take it home and they use it. If she leaves less, they've never once complained and they go buy their own. Okay. So what's, yeah, like what's the point of... So, like, we all know that three rolls per bathroom is 
kind of plenty for a weekend. Yeah, like could you imagine like calling a landlord and saying, "I, I blew through, I, I, bled, I blew through three rolls of toilet paper. Like this is terrible." She How could did you warn me that like you will get crazy requests, but anyhow. Um, well, so, but, but but she's in but she's in Park City like that, and they're and they're spending a lot. So I can imagine it is, like and she was, this other one is Deer Creek. Her initial one is Deer Creek. Like the person who is renting her property at five hundred dollars a night is not probably complaining about their. And these are and some of these are like real small properties at five hundred. Well, tonight. the no the other no no wow. we're talking about Deer Creek at five hundred. Her studios, she owns two studios in Park City that rent for more like $250, $270 a night. Okay. And this is a mini fridge, a sink, a microwave, a coffee maker. This is a hotel room. So it doesn't even have like a full like no. fridge and stove and all that this stuff? This is a hotel room. Adorable hotel room. For about the similar price of a hotel room. But you have a pool and a jacuzzi, so it's private. It's very private. Yeah. Talk about the jacuzzi. Um. So her, her. I asked her for. I mean, because we were we were sitting I mean, there going, the "Do we need a jacuzzi?" We've stayed we many times in houses, right? Like when we've traveled, we have four kids, or we travel with friends. Like we, a house is always easier than a hotel. I always put in there game table and jacuzzi. And then the first one I cut off, if I don't find something in my price range, is game table. But, like, You're I always have a jacuzzi. You a jacuzzi. Yeah, I'm in the mountains. Even in the summer, I want a jacuzzi. Because yep. they're cool nights. Yep. Like, so, a jacuzzi. I, so the, but then I was like, well, maybe that's just me. And I brought it up to her, and she said, hands down, if you can put a jacuzzi in there, your house will always rent before the next one. I think, oh, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but she said the only one she doesn't have a jacuzzi in, number one, she doesn't get as much rent, and number two, it's because she can't put a jacuzzi she in. She can't, and it's a it's a little condo complex that she gets a killer deal on, and they're easy to fix up for her, and she makes a killer profit. So she just doesn't need to. There's a jacuzzi and a hot tub there, but she yeah. did say herself, she's like, if I could put one, I would, because... Having a jacuzzi in the complex isn't the same as having your own jacuzzi. Because these ones have a jacuzzi in the complex. Yeah. yeah. But she's not allowed to. The HOA doesn't allow her. So that our, our property that we're eyeballing, that we're getting ready to write an offer on, I wanted in writing that we can put a jacuzzi on there. We're being told you can. Right. But, that's, but you, this is due diligence. Like you it gotta, will be in the offer. It will be contingent based on the HOA docs. Kind of like if you write an offer, expression as an investment, I always say that... It's it can be used for residential and rental. Right, because you don't want to you don't want to buy an investment property and find out you can't rent it. Well, and that could new construction. Oftentimes, you can't rent it for the first year. Yeah. So that wouldn't be so weird. So that would be in our offer. I would I would put I would actually in this case I'm going to share with you. I'm asking for the pictures because they they took really good high quality pictures. And the MLS pictures. Yep, the MLS yeah. pictures. I I will probably change a few things, and then we'll just add a few extra pictures. But for the most part, we'll, it'll be turnkey. So I will ask for permission to use the rights to use the pictures. I will make sure that we can rent it, which we know we can because every single other one rents, but right. I'm still going to get it in the contract and make sure that... Um, 
make sure that we can put a jacuzzi in there and find out is there like a an assessment that's been voted in and the rates are going to increase that I don't know about. Right. Because right now in the MLS, all they have to show me is what is currently being paid. Now, if the HOA has voted in a raise and now my HOA fees are going to go up by $75 a month starting February 1st, I want to know that. So we're going to ask that. So, yeah, that is kind of what we're doing um and that we're not really stressed like there's not a ton of inventory up there right now it's a funny time we know that so if this one doesn't work out then we're fine with that we'll wait until we've already been looking we've already been looking at another property in kyle just to see if we want to do that and we may even try to figure out a way to do both but um yeah i think i think we could probably do a whole other episode in talking about the differences tax-wise, because I'm not an expert, I'm not a CPA, but on why you would want to label something as an investment property versus a vacation property. Yeah. And um, there are benefits to both sides, so... Um, we'll have to go into that. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that another time, because I bet you, when we touched on that earlier, we might have caught some people's attention. Yeah, I got I to gotta look into that. I know yeah. the general rules, but I got to, before yeah, I before say, before I it, talk, I got to really look at that. Yeah. And, and I got to look at that for our benefit, too, because, I mean, we get a lot of benefit from tax write-offs and appreciation on our investment properties, so I want to make sure that we get that in this and and that we follow those rules in order to do it. Um, yeah, so that's what's going on in our house right, right now. Yeah. All right, what about the uh, the real estate market in the Lake Travis area? Yeah, well, it's like it's, we're in a spike right now. It's odd. You would think that December is quiet. And it's, but is that because people are moving here and they want to start school? Yeah, and you know, it's funny. I, I said to a lot of people, like, I think December is going to be busy again, too. Like. And I remember it's because the registrar said January when I when we were relocating they said January obviously the first of the school year is a ton of new kids but she was saying something along the lines of like nine percent of our students show up in January like that's a lot yeah right so but it makes me think like because we showed up I like I moved out here in April of 2017 you and the kids came like right before July 4th. We started the new year, so it's probably as high as 27% of the students are new. I don't know, 21? Right. It's right. high. Oh, you mean 9% of the students overall show up a brand in January. New in Lake Travis IAD. So almost 10% of the kids that show up in January in Lake Travis shy, yeah. are new. Brand new students. So Whoa. Almost every one of I our thought, kids will have new kids, kids in their who, class. Yeah. And... And Maddie did. I mean, she had twenty kids, or twenty three kids in her classroom last year, and she had two new ones. She's so an easy one to sense. gauge. Yeah, that's about nine percent. The the twins are harder, right? Because they have seven classes. Right, right, two. right. right. Um, but yeah, so we just in our little neighborhood here, we have. Uh, let's see. Throw this number out. Don't Rocky, Creek, on this. Rocky Creek neighborhood. In our neighborhood, we have about 350 homes, and we have about 19 homes on the market. And of those 19 homes, we have like 13 pending. Oh wow! That's crazy. Yeah. That's high. Yeah. That's our highest, actually. At one time, 
this whole calendar year. Yeah. Maybe in the very beginning, like in February of last year, we were really busy. So I would say it's a busy market uh, right now. And I bet you these people got a good price because I think a lot of these homes were sitting. Like November and October were pretty quiet for us. And then all of a sudden we just had this big spike. Maybe January. I I really don't think January is going to get quiet. So where I was going earlier, I moved here in April 2017. You and the kids moved here in July. If you had to do it over again, would you have brought the kids earlier? And here's why I ask, because I remember the first summer the kids were here, they finished out in, you know, school and baseball and stuff like that. Like, it's so easy for me to answer this question. And then the summer, they were doing, they, they were kind of bored and... This is a very common question for me, and... Unfortunately, there's not a right answer. So the question is, would you move during school the school year, year so that they, they can meet people, or would you wait to summer so they get used to it, and then they go to school in the fall? Yeah, in my opinion, there's not a right answer. So we waited, and the reason we waited is because we had two kids in Little League, one in his final year of Little League, and his final year of elementary school and they had a graduation and stuff so we felt like let's give them the closure of that but give all of them but really it was like it kind of came down to those two um the reason i can see so that would have been real easy for me to like tell everyone like that's the way you should do it let your kid finish out their school year well it wasn't until i came here that i realized that we might have had the most boring summer we've ever had because they didn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. And I remember meeting a woman that moved in March. Actually, several women that moved in March. And their kids made friends because kids make friends fast. Right. And their kids made friends and they had summer friends, summer play dates, summer things to do. Or... The, the good that came from us is we did a lot of family bonding. We did a lot of sightseeing. We were major tourists of Austin, so how fun was that? Right. But, I mean, really, if our I mean, kind of look at our day-to-day now. We're so busy that we don't get to be a tourist as much. Right. So we did, and we took advantage of that. So we really did get to do a lot. So that's why I'm conflicted. That's why I find myself torn. I, I don't know that there's a right way. It has to just, it's so personal. It it's also, kind of like whatever works for you. It depends on your grade. If you feel like you have very social kids, then they probably need to make friends before the end of the year because they're social and they will, and then they're going to be boring if they don't. Or they're going to be bored if they right. don't. So, but if you have very shy kids or antisocial kids or there's some big benchmark, a graduation or something. Like, I get that you want to close that out. So it's not, it, it wasn't the end of the world for our kids. They were a little bored, but like... either. So I don't think that there's a wrong way to do it. So I guess that would be my biggest message to you is like... Don't worry so much. Either way you do it. Like, if you find your dream house and you have to pull the trigger, pull the trigger. Or if you want to wait, like, because you feel like you're meeting some need of your kid, do that. Like... Yeah, yeah, I don't no. know. This is going to be the one space, and I don't do this very often, where I'm like, yeah, there's just not a right answer, and you, you go ahead and you know best. We knew best. We did the best thing, I think. I think. 
Yeah. And the kids, like, so talk about, like, kids adjusting, moving from California to Austin. Our kids were fine very quickly. Yeah, we got lucky. We did, um, I did a, but I didn't do this for, I, I waited a year till I did this. And not because I was scared or anything. I just didn't know about it. But I joined a, I did a Just Move Bible study. We moved from San Diego, not super religious people. Um, but joined a church and many people had said like, oh, you've got to look into this. So I look into this Bible study that happens to be a national Bible study that's like all, it's kind of like a financial piece. Just moved Bible study. Uh, it's not super religious, so anyone can do it. Jewish, Catholic, atheist, it doesn't matter. Get, find a just moved Bible study in whatever city you're in. And I like we didn't. No one brought a Bible. You're not opening a Bible. Right. You have a group of women. We had. I. We are a group of twenty of us, and really fun icebreakers. And um, we journeyed through the like hardship and the adventure and the excitement of moving to a whole new state with a family, and like tears lots of tears and right. so going through that I, I got to see 20, 19 other women how their kids responded to the move yeah yeah and get and get ideas and, and like I would say and we're pretty like fortunate that. that all four adjusted really well I think we were very responsible with how we shared it to our kids initially we didn't we didn't talk about it until we made the commitment as a couple. Like there were things. Yeah, like until you until you know you're coming, it's probably not a good idea to like trouble right, your like kids. Right, like the check is much. in the mail type of thing. Right, like there's just there's a few steps that you can take, and we let them be a part of the home picking process. I love it when people bring kids to look at homes. And you can see it instantly. The kids like, this is my room. Or they're like, I really like this house. But I remember when we met the realtor and like, I forget if it was Madison or Madison and Gray were with us. And yeah. one of them was like, I thought it was going to be Joanna from, from Chip and Joanna. Uh, yeah. No. Fortunately, she's not selling homes down here in Austin. No. Or could, fortunately for me. We couldn't get her. Uh, yeah. So, but even online, like, I would have the kids sit next to me or sit on my lap, and we kind of, we just went through the journey together. Like, so I think making them feel part of it, they helped pick the schools in a sense. You know, like, we obviously had the ultimate deciding factor, but we really were thoughtful, and as you will be, too, on what your kids want. So we got, we got lucky. All four kids are bleeding red blue and white now and want to go to lake travis Texas high school yeah. yeah oh yeah they're bleeding red and black for sure for right now but they're they're they i i think they'll call themselves texans yeah they love they, texas my kids are saying y'all my kids are saying yes ma'am my kids have manners and they're holding the door open we didn't have that in san diego uh, we just got back from a trip to San Diego, and my son answered a question. A bunch of my girlfriends asked him, and he answered it with, yes, man. Ma'am, and my God, they all swooned. All four women were like, oh, my gosh, he's adorable. So your kids will learn manners here. Your kids will learn respect. And 
a little shiverly. A little. Yeah. So it's been it's been a really good transition for our, our family, for us. And we're able to invest in real estate more than we were in California. We've talked about this in other episodes, how Yeah, it's just the yield isn't there, the cap rates aren't there, like it just doesn't work. It's just a lot easier here. I mean, we yeah. all we could do was the stock market back there because that's all we all we could afford. And here we're doing a lot better from an investment perspective. And it's fun. Yeah. yeah. We're so. playing the, the game of Monopoly now. All right, so we're going quail hunting tomorrow. Are you ready? No. You're not? You think you'll hit anything? Uh, No. I think you will. No, but I think you're backing me up, so I think I'll be fine. Yeah, no, I think you'll, I think you'll, uh, you'll enjoy it and wanna, wanna go every weekend. Yeah, so. we'll see. All right, fair enough. All right, well, Merry right. Christmas, everyone, and a Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.